Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, we are so grateful for you amazing listeners because you all have shown up once again. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, hey. you've all shown up to help us raise money for the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. This is a project we're doing in partnership with the Neighborhood Development Center to help businesses that are owned uh, by people of color to rebuild and resume their businesses. Uh, these are the businesses along Lake Street in Minneapolis and in the Frogtown and Mid Midway areas of St. Paul. And we've had a number of, well, we've had so many wonderful listeners donate to the cause. Just go to mytalk1071.com, keyword neighborhood, or just click on it right there on the front page. But we also have had such wonderful matching sponsors. And one of those matching sponsors is Phil Olson with Supreme Lending. Hello, Phil. Hi, Phil. Well, hello, guys. How are you doing? Can you hear I'm doing good. How are you? Well, we are great, and we are so thankful for you today. Um, can we also just mention Phil Olson? A lot of you might recognize his name and his voice because for the past three years, you have also been co-hosting uh, along with Mimi Shoneman on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. You betcha. We love it. We, it's a lot of fun doing the show. So, Phil, why was it important for you to be involved with the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund? Well, I've, I've been a resident of Minnesota now for over 50 years. And uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul is, is really, you know, one of the two key places and a beautiful place in, in the cities for us. And it was just, it really saddened me to see what happened and all these lives, you know, turned turned upside down and these business owners losing their business and i felt you know my talk has done a lot for me and my family and my business and i wanted to give back and help the community that's so wonderful and you know not only are you this is the thing that's so interesting is not only are you a business owner yourself but you also know working in in real estate that businesses in a certain area are part of what make real estate vibrant in that area as well I would totally agree with you. If uh, if an area falls apart, the real estate falls apart, the banking falls apart, the groceries fall apart, and we just we just can't have that happen. And that's why these people need so much help, and that's why we're there to help them. Um, and can you tell us a little bit of just um, you know tell us a little bit about your business and you know maybe how it's it's been impacted over the last few weeks and months? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, we've uh, going through a COVID environment has been very, very difficult. We've all had to learn basically to work from home, mm -hmm. which is we've, we overcame that. Uh, we've had a housing market that's been hot. 
We've had interest rates that are extremely low. We had multiple diff- different investors, guideline changes due to, you know, people being laid off. So we've, we've really had a lot of challenges, but we've pushed through and we're still closing loans and we're still helping the community out. You know, one thing, what you just said, actually, that uh, that tripped something in my brain um, that I have not considered yet, Phil, is the fact that with the economy kind of being in this precarious place post-COVID or during this COVID time, um, and then and then the civil unrest that we saw that sort of resulted in these um, businesses being burned down and, and destroyed, um, in the uncertain financial times, it... If we don't kind of help our neighbors in this way, it might be really difficult for them to secure the financing and do all of the the work that need that require that's required in order to rebuild these businesses. Yeah, you're you're definitely right there, and I'm just glad that uh, the banking industry we're strong. The banking industry, the finance industry, the mortgage industry, we're still very very strong. We really haven't missed a beat, other than. We've had multiple guideline changes due to, you know, people being laid off, Mm -hmm. hours being reduced, uh, wages changing. So we've had to go through those specific type of changes. And then we've had, you know, the federal government coming out, allowing people not to have to make their mortgage payment for a full year Mm -hmm. or six months, along with rent. So those those things have all posed lots of challenges mm-hmm. uh, and we're getting guideline updates on a daily basis but I'm just very very thankful that the federal government is keeping interest rates low because this is just another way of stimulating the economy by getting lots of people to refinance their houses yeah. or be able to buy a house at a much cheaper price yeah that allows more that allows more money to be funneled through our economy which which in the end is a good thing for everybody. Yeah. And Phil, if you were going to speak to, you know, the audience out there who hasn't maybe contributed yet to the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund, is there any any reason uh, that you would give them in addition to the ones we've already talked about to make that contribution today? Absolutely. In order for our Minnesota economy to come back, we need to invest our money locally. And the more that people invest their money locally versus maybe donating to other causes that maybe are out of state. I'm not trying to say we should be selfish, but at this point in time, in order for us to get our economy vibrant here in Minnesota and keep our housing prices stable and allow entrepreneurs to start new businesses, we need to invest our money here. Absolutely. Well, Phil Olson, thank you once again, and thank you for your matching sponsorship today uh, with the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund, and, and thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Phil. That's Phil Olson with Supreme Lending. We are thanking them today for being a matching sponsor of our Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Um, also, I just wanted to mention they are not, we have two matching sponsors today. And uh, it is, as I said, uh, it is uh, Supreme Lending, but also Hammernix Interior Solutions. So thank you to both of them. And also, there are, we've been sort of trying to tell the stories of the businesses that will be helped by the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. And you can hear all of those interviews 
on on our website at mytalk1071.com at the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund page. Um, keyword neighborhood is all you need. Or is it neighbor? Neighbor or neighborhood? Just right there anyway, on the homepage. Anyway, it's right there on the yeah. homepage. It's easy to find. And then while you're there, uh, if you click that donate button and then become, you know, part of the group of wonderful people who have been so generous in donating uh, for our Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. We've had over $60,000 in contributions yeah. by over 600 my talkers. That's amazing. I want to say thank you really quick to just a couple people by name. Kristen, Bonnie, Janet, Megan. Thank you to all of you. And all of you who are going over there right now to donate. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about Courtney Stodden. And we have to get the Cobra gang together because there is a T-shirt mystery that needs to be solved. Yes. We'll tell you what it is after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so we've got like a mystery to solve maybe. We're going to need, uh, it's all hands on deck on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming so live mysteries. at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay. We have to talk about Courtney Stodden. Yeah, and we, we need to get together the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Okay, so let's back up a couple, oh boy, when was it? Last week. Yeah. Um, the first time we saw Courtney Stodden out and about with Brian Austin Green, and we all went, Would you, what? What was that all about? Right? Exactly, because of the publicationships, those are relationships for publicity purposes that we uh, use the term here on the Colleen Bradley Show. We had not had Courtney Stodden and Brian Austin Green on our radar. Not even a little bit. So when the two of them were out gallivanting around getting tacos together in California, it was a little bit after the news, by the way, that he and Megan Fox, his wife of many years, uh, with whom he has three children, that we heard that they were splitting. This was kind of a weird move, right? Now, I'm going to tell you what he was wearing during that outing because it's important. He was wearing a Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt during that outing. A few short days later, we saw a picture of Megan Fox out with her new person, Machine Gun Kelly, who reportedly that relationship is what was responsible for the breakdown of Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox's marriage. We saw them out, and Megan Fox was wearing dun, dun, dun. a Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-mm. Which um, was also very interesting. Right? Which in we, and of itself. Everybody noticed. We were like, is that is that... Was that a coincidence? What was what was that? Was that like shade? I mean, what was that? Well, guess what? Now, on Thursday, June 18th, Courtney Stodden, who, bringing it all back around, was seen out and about with Brian Austin Green, who was wearing a black Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt. She was out and about getting some Starbies. Um... In a Starbies, Starbucks. Oh, I was oh, like, I thought Arby's. Is that like an Arby's no, in Beverly uh, Hills? Starbies. <laughs> Nobody yes. calls it Starbies. Oh, no. So many people call it Starbies. P- humans in the world. 
I, trust. Okay. Just trust me. It Starbies. is what, what people call Starbucks. Okay. Okay. Anyway, she was getting her Starbies. She has one iced coffee, one hot coffee. And what is she wearing? Dun, 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 dun. A Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt. Also, she's wearing a, a hat which says S-M-A-G, which is Brian Austin Green's, um, I don't know, it's like... it's. He wore a hat that says yeah. S-M-A-G, which apparently means somebody, somebody make America great. Right, so smag. Uh, in any case, um, what is the, what's the deal with that shirt? Oh. What? I am Did you find t- out? I know the answer. What is so it? So what's interesting is, okay, so the mystery is, on the surface... Why are the three of these people wearing this shirt? Well, because they're trolling us. One would say, perhaps, he wore the shirt, Megan Fox wore the shirt as sort of a middle finger slash trolling Mm -hmm. moment for the paparazzi. Mm -hmm. And then one could make the argument, perhaps Courtney Stodden is wearing it to say, I'm sleeping with this guy because women wear the shirts of the guys they're sleeping with. Mm -hmm. But that's a thing, right? Sure. Okay, so from a very just lazy, lazy tabloid perspective. That seems like a potential possibility. But you have more. But wait. But wait. There's, There's more. more. Um, I found this thing on Google. <gasps> I love Google. Nice. Now, um, let's, it's let's... sweeping the nation, by the way. Hey, guys, Google, it's sweeping the have nation. Have you heard of it? Here we go. Uh, what is the significance of Pink Floyd, <gasps> uh, the Pink Floyd thing? The dark, dark side, side of the, of the moon, moon, right? Yep. The significance of the triangle, irrespective of what the actual form is, uh, i.e. a prism, represents the new world order being implemented since the end of World War II. It's not hard to simply follow the symbols into the origin. What does the United States, Britain, and France have in common? Besides the fact that... Okay, what? (laughs) Bradley! So somebody (laughs) thinks that it's the new world order. Oh my... So they're probably, no offense... Uh, what do you call those people? Conspiracy theorists? No. What's the um, what's the one that everybody like uh, Beyonce and Kim Kardashian? Oh, the, Illuminati. the Illuminati. Yes, it's the Illuminati. They're yeah. basically taking over the world. They're actually. Can I? There's a blind. They're a blind. <gasps> item. Yes. Kind of go. Like go. 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 Why have you been holding out on us? (laughs) I thought it was irrelevant, but okay, so here's the blind item. I'll just fill in the blank. That feeling when your celebrity drug dealer becomes the boyfriend of your actress wife. Interesting analogy he used. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Considering her tattoo and what I wrote earlier this week. So apparently 
there's some there's like wait like, wait wait break okay, this down so is this <laughs> machine this gun kelly yeah so was the dr- the celebrity drug dealer to megan fox or just to, that he started dating megan fox mm-hmm. and that brian austin green used the analogy of a monarch butterfly which according to some if we are conspiracy theorists yes is referring to project monarch which may or may not involve the C- <laughs> okay all the right CIA okay and F- you just F- laughed F- at me for talking about the new world it has order something to do with Bush style. MK Ultra, which by the way was a real <gasps> thing. Oh, right? don't even get me started about MK Ultra. I got a book that you should read if you want to know more. Oh my about gosh. It. It's called Poisoner okay, and Cheese. So my good Uber thing driver that this segment has come to an Uber end. Uber driver in LA was telling me about all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Google it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags. We're gonna tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have a name for them, and that name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh. <laughs> Mine is a website called Business Times. Business Times? Yeah, or like Why a are publication. You on the business Times. This showed up in my Apple News feed, okay? And I'm going to read you the headline, and it only gets better from there. Okay. Jennifer Aniston allegedly heartbroken after Brad Pitt dumps her again for being annoying. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. That's, that totally happened. Then it goes on. It's like a long, this is a long article. Um, Jennifer Aniston is heartbroken. Uh, because Brad Pitt dumped her again. But this time around, Angelina Jolie had nothing to do with it. Um, it goes on to say that the two reunited after the SAG Awards. They started hanging out a little bit. And even though Brad Pitt adores her, um, he couldn't keep up with her neediness. Oh, mm, I can relate. Brad Pitt also wants to be with somebody who's less serious. Stop. Less serious. Um so then he went ahead and dumped her because he realized how annoying she was. And then she kept on asking Courtney Cox to check up on Brad Pitt. Um, who wrote this story? I don't. Some chick named Camille Heimbrod. Okay. The story goes that she had Courtney Cox check in on him because she didn't want Brad to feel like she was overbearing. But then when she, when Courtney Cox checked in on him, he was like, oh my gosh, Jennifer Aniston is so needy. And so then you want to know what happened after that? This is so dumb. Who wrote this? Jennifer Aniston started comfort eating and drinking more than usual. It's so funny, you guys. It's so terrible. The Business Times... Is this uh, the same thing? The Business Times know. of Singapore is an English-language newspaper. I don't feel like it's that. I don't know what it is, but it showed up in my Apple News feed, and I laughed out loud. Yeah, because that's just trash and lies. Oh, but it's hilarious. But it does... I mean, on the one hand... like. Uh, we know better than to take that for anything. Yeah. 
but it does play off that poor Jen- Jennifer Aniston well, meme. Yeah, of course. And people are lazy. They just see the headline. They don't actually read the story or question right. the source of where the story is coming from. See Facebook. Um, uh, yeah, any, any old day of the week. Increasingly places like Twitter, etc., mm-hmm. where people just peruse headlines and go, oh, I saw this thing. And you're like, no, 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 no. You need to ask questions. Thank you. <sighs> do you have a D-bag? I do. Who's your D-bag trainer? Brooks Lake and this dumb story from Us oh. Weekly. Okay, so who's Brooks Lake? He is the now former, uh, well, soon to be former husband of Juliana Huff. And he hosts, by the way, a podcast called How Men Think. Oh, because if you don't live in the world, you would never know. Oh, God. Exactly. Makes me. I'm. I'm kind of not happy with this story. So okay. Um, I'm just gonna have to let some emotions out. Okay. Okay. Let them here's, out. Here's here a headline. Brooks Lake admits his podcast forced him forced him to open up about his personal life. <clears throat> forced him. So guy starts a podcast to get attention. <laughs> claims he was forced to get attention. <laughs> By creating thing to get attention. Oh my gosh. So like somehow he's a backhanded victim of his own climbing celebrity wannabe oh my gosh. behavior. What? Opening up. That's the first two words of this article. Opening up, period. Brooks okay. Lake shared how his How Men Think podcast has allowed him to explore an entirely new side of himself. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he just celebrated his one-year anniversary episode. He and his co-host gave an example of something unique they learned about themselves while doing the podcast. Would you like to know the unique thing oh, that Brooks dear. like learned about himself? Because again, then you want to know be married? <laughs> what does men think? Well, do you want to uh, know what this men thinks? Yeah, tell me. Quote. Now remember, Brooks Lake, retired NHL player, 36 years old, just got out of a marriage with Julianne Huff, who has her own journey of climbing and self-indulgence to beat us upside the head with, uh-huh. given any opportunity. Quote, not that I'm bitter, as a guy, oh, there's so much gross about this. As a guy, mm-hmm. I just bottled every emotion, in eter- eternalized everything. Oh, stop it. Eternalized? Stop. Is that what he actually eternalized? said? Eternalized? Oh, gosh. Didn't outwardly express any emotion. Anything like that. So I was no good at emotional intelligence. I had no emotional intelligence or the capacity to express emotion. Oh my gosh. Somebody one of the reasons, drink every time he says emotion. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast that I started a year ago mm-hmm. was to step into a space where I had to learn to... Tr- to where I had to learn to and train the muscle and practice expressing myself more and opening up more. What? So this is just like, this is the <laughs> laziest doublespeak gobbledygook lies. Can I also just say this? I am just filling time with words and trust me as a person who opens a mic for three hours Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. I know this behavior well. Right. right. Can I just say this though? That like... For the average human, there is a space where you can learn to access your emotions that is not a podcast. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Therapy? If the thing, yeah, start there. I mean, if the thing that, it, that he needed to, like the muscle he needed to flex or the thing about himself that he needed to change was like accessing his emotions, there's, pl- there's private spaces to, to do that. Well, again, what, it, what this really is, is just lies in, in service of this endeavor to get attention. Yeah. Which, I am fully engaging in because I'm reading now his words on our very show. Like, I'm totally, totally aware that I'm a part of the system. However, he goes on um, briefly to say, I felt now again, he's reflecting on one year. Yeah. Right. And he's saying that before this year, before the podcast, he had no emotional intelligence. Quote, I had no emotional intelligence. And. Suddenly, in the last year, he now has emotional intelligence. emotional intelligence. Why? Because he opened a mic. Anyway, mm-hmm. I felt amazingly expressed and relaxed. Expressed? And I relaxed. felt expressed? Like my dog gets her anal glands expressed. Yeah, and like, what? you know, nursing mothers express <laughs> milk. I felt amazingly <laughs> expressed. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and relaxed through this journey, through sharing stuff on this podcast. Through this space... That we all create. Did he go to the Farrah Abraham yes, School of English literally. speaking? Yes, it's lazy, lazy word people. salad. Um, through the space that we create, hold a space for each other to share what they're going through, share their hearts. I never in my life felt more emotionally expressed, and it's been absolutely wonderful to me. What does that mean? It's no, been you, wonderful to me. You you express emotionally the uh, the. Emotions don't like act on you. Can you imagine? Like, what woman is attracted to this right now? Uh, I feel like what he's trying to do is to say words that he think ladies will get. Well, this is right. A, this is like the classic, like speaking the language of emotion. Well, because he's not speaking to men, right? No. We talked a little bit off the air about you have to speak to, you have to know who your audience is when mm-hmm. you're speaking, right? I assume his audience is women. Mm-hmm. Who who he thinks will buy this message that he's like an unthinking man and he was just busy shaving his head and walking around in the water in his underpants and like scratching Idaho. his groin. Because, by the way, those are things he actually did on his social media. Mm-hmm. He jumped into a cold river in his underpants with his Viking haircut because he's a Viking. He just shaved the sides of his head because he, like the rest of us, are having hair issues in the time of Corona. Anyway, the moral of the story is he's talking to ladies because, first of all, who in their right mind, what man is going to go, yeah, yeah, bro. Well, also the whole <laughs> the whole tenor of the entire podcast, like men don't need to tune into a podcast about how men think. No, they they're busy own, doing it. They're doing that. And by the way, spoiler alert, they don't. <laughs> I know this. Oh my gosh. As one. This is comical. Who does listen to this podcast? It's, Can it's I here's tell you? the woman that listens and now I'm being a misogynist. Okay, it's go the ahead. woman who's like, let me tell you. You tell me. Bradley, you sir. I'm going to tell you what tell sort of me. woman is listening to this podcast. <laughs> She's sitting there. I, no, I don't know. It's, it's like the woman who. Uh, no, I'm not even going to go there. It's well, probably just bots that listen to it. And like, yeah. Because I'm. Well, can I be honest? I really badly want to listen to this now, but I'm afraid I'll like it. 
There's allegedly five people that he has on this podcast on a regular basis. I want to know who's footing the bill for this. No kidding. That's like who's paying? Because in this day and age, I know some really good wordsmiths that have lost their full time jobs mm-hmm. doing far better content than this boo. Yeah. Oof. Contempt prior to investigation, however, is a fruitless endeavor, although I do it all the time. I am considering listening. I hate myself for it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we have to make a stop at Perv Corner. It's not our fault, you guys. It's because we have to make a stop at Perv Corner. We'll be back after this on My Talk 107.1. I'm sorry that we have to do it. We have to make a stop on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have to make a stop at Perv Corner. Oh, good. It's been a while. Ooh. Um, what? It's just, it's gross. It is gross. I wanna, I, it's just, it's gross. We're sorry. Two women have accused Justin Bieber of sexual assault. And you know what is I, I find really interesting about this? Is the one that we're talking about is one more than the other, but the stories are slightly similar. So, the story that we're we've been that everybody's been everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking. Oh about shoot! It. And now, I, of course, I can't get in. To what do the, you need to get in? This vulture article. Why isn't it letting you? In? I don't know. It says I need to get a, a subscription. I don't need a subscription. I didn't anyway, need one. I know. I don't understand what's going on. Anyway, okay, so here's the first per- the first one. Uh, the first ac- accuser tells a story of a time where uh, she was asked if she wanted to meet Justin Bieber. She said, yes, of course. And uh, he took her to a room at the Four Seasons and assaulted her there. Now, this is the one that he's saying, yeah, I didn't do that, and I actually have the actual receipts yeah. to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um And those actual receipts come in the form of bed and breakfast receipts from a time that he was actually with um, his girlfriend at the time, Selena Gomez. So he says in that case, you know, that absolutely was not him. He did not do this. But then there's another similar story that occurred, uh, I believe, in 2015. And this young girl, and I I don't have it in front of me, and I'm sorry, but uh, because I can't get into this article for some reason. But there's uh but the other person tells a story about being in a room with him, Justin Bieber, and a couple other notable celebrities when he uh started making out with her and people left the room and he tried to force himself on her. And she kicked him and ran away, essentially is the story. But that one I I don't feel like people are talking about that one. Okay. And I'm not quite sure why. In any case, in closing, Justin Bieber accused of sexual assault. Yeah, and you know, so I did notice this weekend there were several people who were being called out on Twitter for sexual assault Mm -hmm. in addition to Justin Bieber. And there was just, it seemed like there was a lot going on. Um, And it's hard to keep track of, I will say, as, as somebody who casually sort of follows stuff on Twitter. And every time I see something trending, I try to understand, like, where is this coming from? What is this? Because sometimes things can be, like, completely just, like, I don't know, 
things you shouldn't probably pay attention to because they seem like maybe they're just, you know, spam. Right. The equivalent of spam. Right. Right. On social media. So you kind of want to figure out, like, what are these allegations? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So how, do we, how seriously do we take them? That's why, like, whether it's Justin Bieber or the one uh, that I can tell you about regarding Ansel Elgort, um regardless of of the story i do hope that there are people who are paying attention such that they can do the due diligence whether those are you know actual investigators investigating for the purposes of you know possible criminal charges if that's necessary um or even whoever is responsible for making it get to the that decision making process or journalists mm-hmm. who oftentimes you know i trust and the reason i say that is because i trust that journalists for example have the experience um, to weed out what are legitimate accusations and what are just simply, um, I'm not saying that this is like rampant, but it does happen where things show up in social media that you end up realizing don't need to be taken very seriously. So what I'm saying is I hope there are people, because I'm not qualified to make those determinations just by sort of clickety-clacking around on Twitter. Right. At least I wasn't able to figure that out myself for the purposes of Ansel Elgort, um, much less Justin Bieber over the weekend. Okay, so let's let's pivot over to Ansel Elgort. And this is another one that I sort of saw blow up on Twitter, and I was trying to figure out, like, where does this come from? Like, what's the initiating post? Well, a Twitter user named Gabby uh, earlier last week shared a now-deleted post, and by the way, from a now-deleted account, mm. in which she alleged that Ansel, who's now 26, assaulted her in 2014 when she was 17 and that would have made him 20. Okay, can we pause for a second? Mm -hmm. Do you know what is interesting about this to me? What? I mean, and it probably means nothing, but 2014 is the exact same year that these accusations against Justin Bieber. That's interesting. Yeah, anyway. Um, So she alleged that he tried to get nude photos. From what I remember seeing the actual post, because I did see the actual post, she posted an alleged photo of the two of them together. And so the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, well, uh, she clearly knew who he mm-hmm. was. Like, that would be the first layer of believability, right? Like, mm-hmm. did she have an actual relationship connection to Ansel? Um, well, he since has responded. And his response was basically like, um, I was, you know, here's what he said really quickly. I was distressed to see the social media posts about me that have been circulating in the past 24 hours because I will say Twitter was on fire with these allegations mm-hmm. from Friday onward. He says, I don't understand her feelings, but her description is not what happened. I would never assault anyone. But he does say what is true is that in uh, New York in 2014, when I was 20, Gabby and I had a brief, legal, and entirely consensual relationship. Unfortunately, I didn't handle the breakup well. I stopped responding to her, which is immature. And he apologizes for whatever role he thinks he needs to apologize in terms of ending that relationship poorly Mm -hmm. um, and talks about how he acted poorly, but that in no way did he do those things. So 
so you have what seems like a credible allegation, but at the same time, she's no longer around, so it's hard to know. But you don't know what her motivations are, right? Like yeah. it could just be that she's afraid to be on social media because the internet is a horrible place. Um, and he responds that he actually knew her, which is a little different than Justin Bieber. Like, right. Right. Justin's like, I don't, I, I don't even know who this person is. Well, and produces receipts. Yeah. Literal, actual receipts that show that not only does he not know the person, but wasn't actually at the place. Yeah. As it was told. So I'm, you know, I, like I'm sure a lot of people, um, am curious to see and hope that there are people who will do some due diligence to find out if we, how we need to, because I I feel like we're in a place, like I as an individual, it doesn't matter what I think in terms of that seems real or not, because I'm I'm such a, like, flexible person. Mm -hmm. When it comes to stories like these, I could be like, I totally think she's telling the truth. And then you find out six months later that this was completely fabricated or vice versa. Right. I right? mean, because I mean, because the bottom line is and we and we talked about this a lot during kind of the early stages of the Me Too movement. When a woman talks and says that something happened to her, you listen, you you open your ears, you listen to what her story and then you allow the people who are um, trained and paid to do the work of investigating yeah. that do the work of investigating uh -huh. that, you know, both journalists and investigators, right? They will do the job of vetting, you know, people doing, figuring out where everybody was at the time that the allegations took place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But our first move is always to hear what these women are saying and listen to them. And this is really no different, yep. but it is Absolutely. an, I mean, they're there. It's an interesting story. Nevertheless. All right. When we come back, on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, we got a question for you. Regular pizza or deep dish pizza? Yummy. Pizza's court after this on My Talk 1071-6516. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com bartender. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now, only at bartesian.com slash bartender. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash bartender.